0: Welcome to Brain Brain episode one. So in this episode, first off, it's the first one. So it's going to be uh, a bit different. You're going to see the set change. The chair are going to move a bit. Uh, we didn't do multiple tech of what we talk about. We just changed the set midway to it because we are learning and we want to give you a good experience listening. Uh, the main subject that we're going to cover are going to be around what we call brain bandwidth. We're going to speak about our definition of it, what it means to us, how it relates to different aspects of life, uh, how it relates you know, to the mind, the spirit, the body, uh, and all those topics that for us are important and we want to share about through our experience, through our knowledge, and through what we've learned.
1: Welcome to Brain Bandwidth Episode 1. Um, as Jordan mentioned, we're kind of going to be messing around with the format here. The goal is to really... Um, promote some discussion around what we're calling brain bandwidth which we'll talk about more um, as the conversation gets started. It's really just going to be a conversation between the two of us. Um, It's going to allow us to get our thoughts out and expand expand our thought process on a a few things. Um, The format will be changing uh, as we go through um, but we'll kind of figure it out as we go. Uh, My name is Terry. I'm a registered massage therapist. I've been a strength and conditioning coach for 12 years. I'm a martial arts instructor. very interested in spirituality and the brain and and all these different uh, things that make up being a human. And I hope to have some really interesting conversations.
0: Yeah. One of the goal actually, and the reason why we start this is we often have great ideas, but often we have them when we're in a situation or a state where we can't take notes or we can't remember them after the fact because we're doing something else. And one of the big goals of our discussion is going to be to actually see what comes out, and to learn from that, and to grow, and potentially help you pick some pearl of wisdom out of that and grow yourself.
1: Yeah, like I find myself I consume a lot of information. I have a very, uh, you know, curious mind. And I'll read a lot of books and then consume a lot of videos and have discussions. But it's not until I have those discussions after potentially, you know, being subjected to some new information or idea, having that conversation allows me to, you know partially cement the information in my head as well as get it out and expand the idea I don't think until you really discuss it um, does it become um, something that your brain can grasp pretty really well or you can further that discussion now that you' or further the information further the education further the learning once you're you're getting you're getting your your mind used to grabbing on the ideas verbalizing them and hearing them spoken out loud and then bouncing them off somebody else who maybe have a different perspective or uh, interpretation of something I think mean, it's it's really what we're going for here personally and i think some of our conversations that we're going to have are going to spark some cool ideas which we'll expand upon and will just see where where things go
0: yeah and i'm jordan uh i don't have any official title i'm a mind body spirit specialist which means i help people find themselves listen to their uh, inner being uh we'll define the term spirituality because it doesn't mean the same thing in all contexts and for everybody Uh, which is an important note to do uh, from the get go uh, I feel. And uh, I have a decade of experience uh, learning about the world, about people, about spirituality, about meditation, about different practices. Uh, I went to RMT school, which I haven't finished yet. That's where I met Terry. Uh, This is where we bonded and discovered that we have, you know, similar mind and different aspects of our life. Uh, and this is why we're here today and starting this. So yeah, let's get going. When I said brand Benoist, so I know what it means to me. What does it mean to you?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, for me, it's more on the like. Uh, it's more in the in the realm of how much you know, focus, attention, um, energy mentally I can, I can put into things each day, or someone can put into something each day, and then how certain things might affect that. Whether it's uh, aid, the aging brain, uh, somebody who's had a head injury, uh, stress, uh, things like that. Right? How many things you have on your plate. Um, so the idea of, you know, you look at the amount of things the average person has to do in, each, in a day, and the things we put our focus on, and where we might be, because if, cause if you, like, you look at the idea of brain bandwidth being that our mental energy and attention is finite, Right. Yep. Um, obviously, the more you, the more you spend the, on, on on tasks that aren't um, integral to your day or to the direction you're going in life, you know, the more you're you're sabotaging your goals or your relationships or, or whatever.
0: Your life. Your life. Not being able ahead. to achieve what you want because yeah. you don't have the resources internally to do it.
1: Yeah. So for for myself, I know I, I've had I struggled in, in, in stressful times and, and trying to push through and stress accumulates, and it may just be really subversive and subtle, and then it really adds up, and I just find I can't, I can't, I've gone through periods of my time where I just can handle very little, you know, it's really, I'm really quick to anger, I'm really quick to frustration, I'm really quick to uh, emotional, mental overload, and uh, I find myself retreating into my into myself, and I think it's a, it's a way for my, my, to kind of reset, to, to avoid subjecting myself to any more stimuli, or stress, or, or,
0: or being, or, that's how you cope. Yeah, that's how I cope. That's how you cope. As simple as that. Yeah. So
1: looking at in that realm, in that way, in that perspective, you know, reducing the amount of things I have to think about and being only focusing on one thing at a time, and learning these different things and how the brain can become overwhelmed and bogged down, uh, like the things I mentioned before. That's kind of where I, I, my brain sits with it. I know it has potential other, other, m- other meanings, or you can look at it a different way. That's where.
0: That's where we're starting. We need to start somewhere anyway. Yeah. Okay. that's very cool. I I like the concept that you said about, you know, finite resources. Because when I speak about that, uh, whether in the context of doing activities, because one of the things I do is help people with stress. And the way I understand and I explain stress to people is basically your brain has a limited amount of resources. And once you reach the cap and you push past that Everything is slowly going to lose focus, to go less fast. Yes. Uh, everything is going to crumble down a bit. Maybe not the one task that you are focusing on at that specific moment, uh, because you're putting all your resources onto that, but everything else goes onto the back burner. Uh, I've been through a car accident that you know damaged my brain. So I had to deal with that and through studies and my own experience, that's how I've correlated the two. And understood really how the brain itself does a lot more than we don't know about like the back processes that we can't really tap into or that we're not aware and those are the ones that are basically bugging us down it's not picking up the pen and writing the letter it's everything that would be around that story and that is in the back of your mind that you can't necessarily access and process and for, for me knowing how to manage your bandwidth which is different for everybody and knowing how to deal with it in a manner to let the brand do its job because you know in most contexts I find the brand is doing its work you're just not giving it the opportunity to do it because you're overwhelmed and that's nobody's fault you know situation stories life what happened happened uh, but really getting into that concept and being able to help with that, uh, I've seen a lot of people be able to move forward, you know, just by their own will, because they're giving a chance to their brain to actually do its job. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is for me. I like that.
1: Yeah, And like maybe to help people understand, like if like people aren't grasping the concept 100% or how it's maybe um, relatable in their day-to-day life, I think, you know, the brain, like you said, it has... It, it, likes to fo- it seems to like to focus on one or a few things at once, right? And maybe once it gets better at a certain thing, it can handle maybe multitasking or can handle more things at once. Like, take it for example, maybe you're driving your car, you're listening to music, and you're fine. But when you're first driving, and you're, you're new to it, and you're, you're very, very attentive, you're very, very alert. You know, if once you're seasoned, you find it's funny, people might laugh at this, but it's true. Um, you're driving your car music on when you trying to park or you're lost, you're trying to find the, you know, the building you're looking for, you turn the music down, like all of a sudden that's going to like help you see better, whatever, <laughs> right? But because you're trying to focus on exactly yeah. what you're doing. Or maybe like, you look at somebody who's ever played an instrument or what, plays guitar. And that's all you can do is just play the guitar. It's really difficult. You look at somebody singing and playing guitar, like how in the hell is this person singing and playing guitar? We it's become so good at the one thing, at playing guitar, it's, it's very... it's. it's it's ba- the bandwidth needed to do that it becomes much less and now they can add in something else right um, and everybody knows when they're stressed so they can't they tend to be more irritable they tend to be able to handle as much can't deal with this right now that type of thing i think there's a lot of ways we can we can bring up com- to com- bring up topics in the conversation to help people deal with that specific area yeah. right that's a that's a big part I think of this
0: conversation yeah so something i've noticed and i think that's that's one of you know i will call it a key because I find there is many keys to how the mind works that are relatively general that they apply to, you know, most people out there. Uh, and it's the fact that when you stress, stress actually is a tool that allows you to know what you should be focusing on mm-hmm. often. You're going to have one thing that you're going to be obsessing about that you may not control the obsessing about, but that's your brain telling you, you need to resolve that piece for the rest to come true.
1: That's the most pertinent emergency that yeah. the brain's focusing on.
0: Yeah. And we don't really learn to recognize that. We just say, oh, it's, it's, it's just how I feel. It's how my mind is working and I'm just going to keep doing. But our brain is very more aware than we are, you know, most of the time. And it's giving us a lot of information, you know, through the body, through what we feel, through, you know, our daily lives, our activities, what we ingest with our eyes, with the sun, everything. And even though we get a clear message in our head, this you need to focus on this. This is what's stressing me. Very often we keep just on that focus of this is what's stressing me, and we don't release the bandwidth when I say, okay, I'm aware this is my issue. I I know that's that that I need to work on, but I don't know how to work on it, or you know you don't know how to pass the step from having the issue in front of you, being like, oh, that's what that means to okay now I need bandwidth instead of telling me what the focus should be to actually work on it and I find a lot of people are stuck at f- I know what the issue is that's the issue that's the issue that's the issue and they keep focusing on that non-stop instead of thinking okay now that I have that knowledge that I can internalize that knowledge I can take a step back and be like okay let's process it you know and it's not just about processing with, with the brain it's also processing it with the body you know often I talk about full body experience. The brain alone is not the entirety of you. Some experiences are uh, very emotional, very physical. Uh, so the brain can't be the only one doing everything at all time. You, you need to have time for, you know, the entirety of you.
1: And do that's, so that's interesting. Do you find people in your experience, you know, they have this thing that's coming to the forefront. This is the main stress or the thing they're focusing on. Um, and maybe they don't know how to deal with it, but they also seem to avoid it, like try to avoid it avoid doing the thing right they yeah wanna, they want to ignore it to so pu- push it into the background It's not focus on it because dealing with it could mean multiple things right could mean um having to confront something they don't want to confront or they just don't want to have to deal with the hassle of doing it so so,
0: so there is two aspects to that there is the part that sometimes you have to do something you really don't want to do and you're fearful of it and that's why you're not doing it and then there is the part where you're just overwhelmed Yeah. so you, you're it's not that you're uh, you Your fear is not, I will say, quote-unquote, genuine versus the danger that exists. You know, it's not like, it's not a situation where, for example, I need to talk to my boss, but I may lose my job. So I'm genuinely afraid that the discussion could go sideways on me, and that will impact my entire life. In a situation like that, yes, you can be overwhelmed, but there is also an aspect of fear to manage. So
1: fear versus being overwhelmed is an
0: aspect. And then there is just being overwhelmed where, It's a simple situation, but because the state your brain are in and you're in and the lack of bandwidth, you're unable to do the task.
1: It seems like a giant mountain to climb.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's, for me, that's an important difference between the two. And a topic I I speak a lot about is, and I I try to teach people to recognize it because it's different for everyone. It's trying to avoid to make fear decision making. You make a decision based on fear. Uh, because it's only fairly recent, like 200 years, that our environment is not able to actively kill us at any time. <laughs> like, I've said that before, you've me said that yeah. before, but basically, 200 years ago, you're walking in the street, which is most likely just a dirt road, and something comes and eats you, and that's the end of you, and that's all there is to it. So the brain has still not adapted to the fact that this is not happening anymore for most of us around the globe, that we live in cities where, you know, we're relatively safe and our brain is still, you know, when it sees danger, even if it's not life threatening in our civilization, it's still reacting the same way it used to be. And that reaction makes you do and make decisions on the fear base, which is not rational, which is not necessarily good. It used to be very, very useful when you need to survive, when you need to run faster and decide, oh, am I going to jump on this or climb the tree? Yeah. So
1: for bears chasing you, it's back in the day, it's good to have that fear response. Yeah. But if you have something that arises, that's not a bear chasing you. It's a, uh, you know, a bill that needs to be paid. It's not necessarily helpful or conducive yeah. to have yeah. that fear response, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a big, I feel that's a big topic because we don't learn... I I don't remember learning to deal with that kind of thing at school at all. I think that being even a subject, you know, at school we spoke about uh, mental health a bit when it comes to burnout and stuff like that. And, you know, especially when you go to different school and you have to be good with yourself and take care of yourself. But that's never was a subject, you know, sometimes you're going to make decisions. And where do they come from? Why are you making them? Do you even understand why you're making them, you know? I'm, I'm drinking water. Why? I'm thirsty. Uh, simple. Right now, it's not a fear-based decision. That decision, you know, I'm afraid I'm gonna die of thirst. And suddenly, care, I'm not drinking because I'm thirsty, I'm drinking because I'm afraid. That changes how the brain functions and that changes the amount of bandwidth you're giving to a simple task. Should I have an example for that? Let's say you're going to a meeting medium important meeting now if you miss it nothing bad would necessarily happen you know you would have to apologize you're on your way there you have a flat tire you know and you manage to get on the curb and yourself and now you need to change your tire but what's going to happen to you you're going to worry about the meeting you're going to worry about what people are going to think you're going to worry let's say you can't contact the people because you don't have service, you're going to worry about oh my God, I'm destroying everything and now you need to change the tire and you're going to be in panic mode trying to change the tire and that's going to take you, let's let's say it takes you an hour. Other scenario, you arrive home, you get out of the car, it's the evening, there is no rush, nothing to do. Oh, you have a flat tire, you just noticed it, you're going to go inside, drop your stuff, go to the car let's say you don't have any special tools or that what comes with the car well you're going to open the car and start changing the tire maybe it's going to take you an hour and 15 minutes you know because you're relaxed but you're basically expending the same amount of time which is our primary resources to do the same task it's just at the end of one you're going to be okay that's done Uh, that that was not a pleasant experience and on the other one you're going to be stressed out of your mind the entire way
1: same situation different circumstances yeah
0: and, so, and, you know, it's not true for every some situation again, you know, life threatening or life altering. Of course, you're going to have fear, stress. But in a lot of cases, it doesn't need to go to the level where it goes. You know, in a lot of cases, yeah. On a 0 to 10, 10 being like, oh, my God, something tragic is happening to me. And, you know, 0, everything's fine. Yeah, having a flat and having a meeting. Yeah, 3, 4, not 7, 8, 9, 10. But that's just my opinion on that. You know, if you can live your life with a lot less stress on those things, that means also when something really bad happens, you can really recruit those resources to actually do something about it.
1: So you're talking about um, when something happens, whether it's big or small, or whatever, giving it, understanding how your brain might work in the scenario and understanding the situation, and giving it, rationalizing it or giving it the appropriate amount of. It stress or giving it the appropriate amount of response that it probably deserves. Right? Yeah. There's no need to, even in that particular situation, there's no need, there's no bear chasing. It is a stressful situation, but if you just focus on the task at hand and and get it done, you know,
0: most of us, unlike you, are not warriors anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Warriors. Oh yeah. (laughs) Warrior spirit. Yeah. Well, you used to fight a bit, so you know about that, about that mindset. So, I want to ask you a question about that. So you used to be uh, an MMA trainer, fighter. Uh, What kind of mindset do you have when you do this kind of activity? And how do you think it relates to uh, the sense maybe of danger and excitement and, you know, how do you feel the brand cope with those kind of activities that, you know, are more or less stressful depending on when you go into it?
1: That's a good question, and I think it's different. I think there's a few different types of people that... Like, I was never a full-blown MMA fighter. You know, I dabbled in it, and I've been training and coaching a long time, so I've been around a lot of men and women that do this stuff, do combat sports. And there's a couple of... Like, there's... Everyone's different. There's a couple of different personalities that kind of get drawn to it, and how, I think how they interact with it. Um, I was drawn to combat sports, especially MMA, because of... Um, the totality of it and if that's maybe not, the, not not the best term but to use but well first of all the idea of doing it was terrifying that was one of the the draws to it because it's like you want to test yourself you want to yeah. you want to be able to give yourself that trial at that, that the challenge it, challenge
0: right can i do it yeah so there's am the, i worthy
1: ex- exactly right it's like a i don't know you want to challenge yourself it was very very attracted to me in that sense it was but for me it was more of a a testing myself, can I do that, a competitive thing with myself, um, you know, because you look at the, one, the, the fear aspect of it, and the com- overcoming that, and there's the physical aspect of it, which is where you have to be in really good shape, you have to be able you know, you're overcoming your, yourself in there, you're also overcoming another human being trying to incapacitate you in some, some fashion. No one's coming to save you, save the referee in there, or your coach chugging in the towel, you have to get get in and get out in your own court. Um, but there are people that, do, that in my experience, that have coached that, like, they just want to experience, the, like, they're in there for the fight. A lot of people will do something for the outcome.
0: Yeah. They
1: will train for the outcome. They're training and they're getting in there because they want to win. They want to accomplish it. And then there are people that I've, that have, that I've trained that, that and coached that they want that experience, that time in the ring or in the cage or in the lot to go. Um, but when you're actually in there doing it, it's a very strange feeling. It's a... It's a ride of adrenaline like no other, at least it was for me, right? It's just adrenaline kicks in and there's the first... I remember one of my coaches saying to me, he's like, as soon as the first punch throws, it's like, it gets thrown, it's like autopilot. And it's true. You're able to think a lot in there, but it's like, it's this really crazy, overwhelming, but fluid flow state um, where you can kind of experience everything and it's very slow motion-y, in-the-moment type of thing. Um... But it is extremely stressful. <laughs> like it's remarkably stressful. But you're only able to focus on the immediate task at hand because it's like kind of what, going back to what you said. Like it's, it's um, you know that's what's taking up the most bandwidth. That's the most. Yeah. That's the most. The most. I need to, to survive. Yeah, I, I to, will
0: use all my resources to survive this. This
1: person's trying to punch me, or I'm trying to punch them, or do whatever, or whatever it is, right? Um, but it's trem- tremendously stressful the entire process. Like knowing you're going to have a fight, training for the fight, getting to the building, getting, warming up, knowing your fight's coming up next, getting called out, walking through the arena, walking out, getting to the cage, door closing, and then the, getting the bell ringing and then
0: boom. So in that process, is there a point where you feel your, your brain and your head and your headspace and all of that is in more or less in sync with yourself or is it just anticipation of what's gonna happen?
1: That's another really good question. So for me, this is how it was. How it was. It was like you are, before you actually get out there. It's this. Uh, you kind of experience everything. At least I did. It was like total fear. T- total bewilderment in my decision making process to be in this situation in the in the first place. Yeah. Uh, total confidence, and then acceptance. And when the acceptance of the situation, it kind of kicked in towards the end. You call it, and you just kind of there was a definitely for me personally and i know this is true for some other people i've coached there's a, a it's a very large sense of calm like calm but it's like there's that everything is just below the surface yeah. the anxiety and the adrenaline and the fear and the confidence but and, you're and in the control. anticipation it's just bubbling blister but you're in control and then you just go out and you just
0: you just do the job you do it is it something that you teach or is I, it something that has to come just from within?
1: I don't personally think that you can teach it. You can talk about it, but I think the way you instill it in somebody is preparing them, having them go through all those trials. Like the because the whole process to get into to competing and something like that, and it same is true for any sport, I'm yeah. sure. But I think combat sports have a have a bit of a different angle to to, to everything because it's so uh, so. Physical. It's so visceral. It's so all these different things. So I think by preparing the person, by teaching them stuff, the years they spent training, or months, whatever it is, years, years hopefully years, years they spent training, all the hard practice sessions, overcoming the adversity a million times, in, in practice, losing so many times, and yeah. second, or questioning themselves and overcoming things and learning, and then you know, going through all of those processes from like getting the fight, training hard, doing the dieting, doing all the hard training. Um, doing all those different things. I think that that prepares them, that instills those things in them. The process um, of preparing and practicing does that, I think. But I think you have to be also, it's not for everybody, I think you would be wired a certain way to yeah. do it in the first place. Yeah, yeah.
0: well for, for me it was different, other sports. Uh, do you think this experience and how you've been able to get in touch with yourself and understand how you go to a calm place will save even stressful moment has helped you in other things in life.
1: Absolutely. I think it helps transfers into everything. I think that having the experiences in martial art or sport or whatever where you are actually really calling upon yourself in, in a really big way and definitely prepares you for other stressors in life for sure and allows you to, to kind of put things in perspective and take on more and um, yeah, and I think it can help you good and bad ways, right? not everything's not everything needs to be a fight yeah (laughs) yeah we know that yeah
0: yeah we've been there in class yeah Uh, we shouldn't fight the teacher (laughs) it's just brutal but it's gonna be fine it's just a little bit of you know math and chemistry and it's all good
1: but that's a good example like and to put in context we met in school we were in a condensed um, intensive program for massage therapy and we put ourselves in a situation where the information and the expectations and the everything was intense. And use your brain bandwidth, your bandwidth up, real quick. But you have to keep going. There's no choice. Yeah. Right. You have to keep coming every day. You have to keep putting the work. Tests, exams, always something coming at you.
0: And and com- the knowledge. Not only that, yeah. but do you have to master the knowledge they're giving you? But at the same time, you have to keep ingesting
1: new knowledge. New knowledge. Yeah. It's a very poor way to go about ed- educating yourself, but. Uh, yeah, but you can tell everyone. For certain, gets short-tempered. People are getting sick really easy. They're having emotional breakdowns. Little things are setting you up. I, you know, for me, like I said, I, I was, uh, I didn't have much of a social life outside of school, and I just kind of worked and locked myself in my room every every weekend in the evening because I couldn't take anything else. I couldn't be that's, social. Couldn't, that's
0: what we used to do when we yeah. used to study. It's basically, what should we do? Study.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> but you can't take on any relationship. You can't. Like I'm at the time I was single, right? Yeah. And uh, I couldn't have had a new relationship. I don't know how people with so significant others had c- carried those issues forward.
0: So that for me is interesting because when I'm gonna switch gear a tiny bit. Yeah. So when you have something that takes so much of your resources, uh, then there is something else I think that comes in play, and, and that's a bit more on the spiritual side. Some people. I feel, see how you feel about it, you know, uh, some people will be able to draw a lot from being in a relationship. Some people tend to not necessarily draw as much, but there is another context where when they're with someone, they're trying to grow, Mm -hmm. which takes bandwidth. Yes. Not everybody is necessarily, and not all relationship is necessarily just easy peasy, I go home, you say hello, you're happy to see the person, Uh, And it's fine if you don't have meaningful discussion, you know, for a long period of time. Uh, For me, this is, you know, part of what I would call a spiritual need. And that changes through life. You know, when you're younger, you don't have the same need in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s. And depending what you want, you're able to recognize that at this stage, you know, I'm overwhelmed by school because everything is coming at me and Wow, and I was there, and I was over. Everybody was overwhelmed, you know. And some people are like, "No, I'm going to find someone because this is what I need to level me out." Yeah. And some people are like, "Absolutely not, because this is going to draw resources from me." Yes, and,
1: and, and I think that's a really
0: good. There was two groups, you know. Some people were looking inward for their strengths, and some people were looking outward. Which, obviously, the formula worked for both parties, depending where they were. So. To me that's very interesting to see that you know finding someone that can bring you something no matter what it is if it match your own you know mathematical equation of your spirit your body your mind uh, that brings you up and for some people growing with someone it's not that it doesn't bring them up but that expands with too.
1: That's really interesting because I, I just kind of blanket-stated my my original thought, which is like, I don't know how people do it. And you're right because that's a really good point to bring up because there are people that we went to school with that are in those situations, that almost need a relationship. And like I said, you're growing and they're they're having that supportive element and it's really working for them and they get by easier because of that. I think it would also depend on your partner, your partner. At the yeah. Time. But for me, i i wasn't one of those people. Like even in my like my especially right now, I'm, I'm very, I don't know, I really it's going to get more intangible, more spiritual, but I'm very much capable of being alone and being on my own, right? I'm very much capable of that in like a real way. And when I was in school, there was just no way what could be in a relationship or do that type of stuff because like I'm the other person you described. Where it's, yeah. I need like, the relationship is good for me, but I need to have the bandwidth to... To make it grow. To make it grow. To, to nourish it in exactly. a way
0: that takes some of your bandwidth. Yeah. It's a positive thing, but yeah. it takes some of your bandwidth. And if I
1: don't have it, then, one, I can't give the person what they need usually, and it's not giving, I can't I can't connect to the relationship. And, um, like, my girlfriend, my girlfriend now, my partner now, she'll definitely attest to that. Like, I'm very protective of, I give her a lot, and we grow. It's the most fruitful relationship I've ever been in, but I'm, I'm also very protective of my energy and my bound, my boundaries, and it needs a lot of, of enclosed yeah. time and space, right? I give her lots, but I also need that, and I'm, when I'm ready, for to, c- to connect and when to, to do do things, that then it can grow. Yeah, I'm very yeah. much. There is a yeah. time
0: for you alone, and there is a time for you with your partner.
1: Exactly. Which yeah.
0: is two different things, two different concept. I mean, that's those, that idea that you bring up
1: with that is really important, because it, it ties into this whole brain. With the brain yeah.
0: But the entire concept yeah. is to manage your resources, no matter what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- if someone is in a relationship and all it does it brings them up and they are they're not expenses expending resources that's very good you know if everybody is happy who are we to question someone that's yeah. happy you know uh, that's not what we're here for uh, and, and there are so many different things and so many different people so many different type of relationship you know uh the the end goal you know for me the end goal is to grow and to be happy yeah. you know and often, as you're growing, you have growing pain, so it's a bit hard to be happy. But once you get past the pain, you get a bit of happy, and you know, once you plateau, you're like, oh, I want to grow a bit again, and you go back, and you know, you keep going up. So, but to go up, you need to have resources allocated for that. You know, I think, no matter where you are.
1: I think, in the context of the overall discussion of brain pain, where, where we're going with this, as one of the big, key, one of the main main things is like understanding, telling people how their daily life and the things they focus on and what they do and how many responsibilities they have and what's going on in their life has a big effect on their ability, yeah. their brain bandwidth. But also understanding what type of person you are and what you need in your relationships, what you need from your job or what you need from your hobbies or what you need from the people you know, or whatever as far as how you interact with with, uh, with people. Whether you're more of a connect when I can type of person, I guess I almost described as more introverted type yeah. person, or if you if you can disconnect and grow despite being in a relationship, if that makes any sense. Those are two important concepts yeah. to talk
0: about. There is, so to add something and that, that, that's where I shine, you know, on the spiritual side, there is also a lot of people that put a lot of work trying to grow, but that don't necessarily find their way in the world, because mm. when you talk about spirituality, And I'm not talking about religion. I'm really talking about inner self and being. You know, we live in a very complex world uh, that has a lot to offer. And it's a bit like going to a buffet where you know not everything is going to be good, but you have no idea until you test it. (laughs) And that's a challenge because every time you test something, you're like, "Ooh, okay, that wasn't... And you keep going. At some point, you could get sick. And when you get sick, when you give up, that's that's not good. You know, that, that's when you, you stop brain, that's when you stop doing what should bring you joy in life. And, and when I see people searching, you know, answers on how should I be? How come this is happening? Why am I like that? And, and they're looking just at the immediate things about their life because that's what their brain is doing. Just looking at the immediate thing and they're unable to, you know, pan out a bit. Okay. So maybe it's not something about that. Maybe it's something about, you know, something that happened a month ago, three months ago, three years ago, five years ago that your brain just has put on the back burner and that you haven't taken the time to be with yourself and, you know, to grow through it and to understand. We don't realize how much events in our life stay with us, you know, throughout our life and that everything adds to our personality, to who we are, to our experiences, to who we are becoming. But at the same time, it's taking a bit of resources. So as we grow, we need to learn to manage that and learn how to pass things, you know. And that's something, you know, when you, when you talk about the continuity and how people manage things, I, I feel that's something that, it's not being taught often, you know. So I think it,
1: what you're saying too, I think this is exactly what you're saying. Because so you see that, I see, I've come across it a lot in people talking to me about their problems or in my own self or relationships like that where people have a sense of unhappiness or a sense of anxiety in their life, and they will not really sure where it's stemming from. So they might blame something that it isn't. They might blame yep. their relationship or their significant other. They might blame um, their their job or whatever. The money, the make, yeah, make or something like the that. The right? they have or don't.
0: I, yeah. Exactly.
1: If they take a step back and really, you know, are able to kind of, look in that direction, look at that, look at everything in a different light, like maybe yeah. you said something that happened, maybe carrying with you, because we're holistic beings, in my, in my opinion, I think it's almost irrefutable when you look at it in a different light, yeah. everything affects you, Yeah. Right? so how you're eating, how you're treating yourself, how uh, you know, others are treating you, it's, right. not, it's not just right.
0: internally, it's also the outside things that, can happen to you, and will happen to you throughout your life—the yeah. good and the bad.
1: You're going to carry this up What you're consuming, you know, intellectually, physically, all these different things. Um, so it's not always maybe the most apparent thing, like you might most uh, most um, surface thing, like your relationship or whatever. Uh, I think a lot of people will look to their relationships be it the main problem they have, or uh, um, it's not actually that thing. Right, something else going on. Yeah. And when you start talking to someone and say, "Hey, like, take it, take, take stock of how much you worry about something stupid, how much you absorb social media, how much you spend your time thinking or consuming stuff." If, okay, if you think about how much, you know, your focus and your willpower and your ability to interact is finite during the day, especially you know, and then throughout the week. Yeah. If you think about how much you time you spend on things that aren't integral to your waiting you to get done and what's not integral to, you know, having a, a good fun day or what you might A be good doing, experience. A good experience. And a day. full experience. Yeah. And you'll start to see when you reduce those things, or take them out and also give your brain a bit of a break via meditation yeah. or something you just just it mindfully. Like just turn the music off when you're driving home and just drive. Or when you're in the shower, just shower and don't think well, about things.
0: When I, uh, so this weekend I was in New York state in Albany and on the drive back, I had a period where I had the music on then. When I had clear roads, you know, when I wasn't in the mountain pass, when I wasn't straight, I stopped the music and I just relax. Yeah. You know, just be. Uh, When you're on the mountain pass, because I didn't take all the uh, interstate (laughs) everywhere, I've gotten lost a tiny bit. (laughs) I took an exit, I'm like, this is a one-way street. (laughs) I should not be on a one-way street going across that line. This is not (laughs) But uh, other than that, no, I for me, driving is really relaxing, especially on the yeah. highway when there isn't, when you're in traffic, like that's a different story. But when you're going somewhere and there is no traffic and it's peaceful and the car is working well, you know, well, champion.
1: I, I take, I think well, what I was saying too is that when people take these, ex- take this time to just be mindful throughout the day and maybe actually take, do the act of, of meditating for take five the minutes. extra step. And take and there. take the extra stuff out, like reduce your social media, reduce the amount of stuff that you consume. It's just kind of junk food. You'll see you'll see how much more well see you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. You'll see how your your, your brain bang with your ability to handle more more things throughout the day goes up. Like more important things throughout you, the day.
0: You don't realize and, and that's something that's interesting. You don't realize how much you're consuming different elements while you're doing it. Yeah because it's a simple mechanism Actually, I, and I was saying something, uh, it's someone that basically tests phones, he tests smartphones, he was just testing uh, the brand new Galaxy Fold which is a super expensive phone but one of the points he made, just the fact that he had to open his phone made him stop just taking it out of his pocket and looking at it when he was in the elevator or stuff like that, because that extra step of having to open the phone, potentially use yeah, both hands was too much. So the barrier for the brain is really not far, you know, and at that point, the brain is like, ah, it's not worth it. And for him, it was very interesting. I can see that when all you have to do is look, you know, because now you don't even have to press a button. The, the entire point of this is to minimize the bandwidth to get to the screen. Yeah. As soon as you had a tiny barrier, people are like, nope, it's not worth it. I'll just ride the elevator in peace and be with myself.
1: Well, even, um, I try to, I try to get, I got a Facebook for like three weeks. And now what I've done is I've completely reduced the amount of time I spend on it. But during that three weeks, just the act like, cause you can like disable your account, right? Yeah, You're not deleting it just disable. But all you're really doing is logging out. Yeah, And all you have to do is log back in and get in. But just that extra step of having to go through it, type in everything and go confirm, are you sure, blah, 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 was enough to keep me, and you know, my, my reasoning for not wanting to do it, those two things were enough to keep me off. Yeah,
0: you had the intent.
1: Off Facebook for that amount of time. But because it wasn't just open click, boom, that extra step was enough
0: to keep, you to away. keep me away from it. Yeah, we, and those things are designed to really yeah take our attention, yeah to grab us and keep us there that that's their job that's what they're designed for
1: well, my, my you,
0: you can't blame them because we don't pay for the service so no, they make money on the consumption yeah they want you to consume they want matter.
1: to they want to see the ads and they want you to do stuff they want to hand out through
0: information to other places right once in my life i've bought something from an ad that i've seen on facebook and uh, i was very disappointed because the picture did not match the product <laughs> that I received. I tried something. I tried to buy a shirt, a dress shirt from China. Don't do it. That, that was many years ago, too. So, you know, many years ago, I'm like, that looks, I'm going to try one. It's super cheap. I know why it's super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I could see through the shirt, and it's black.
1: And now you can't get those shirt ads off your Facebook, because I know. <laughs> yeah, I know this guy's the only thing
0: I ever things. bought. But it's, it's interesting, because that's something that I was looking for.
1: My relationship with like, I got off all social media for the most part. And I, was, I don't even want really to watch television, but I watch YouTube. And I was talking about, all oh, I'm doing scrolling on Facebook and scrolling. It says a bunch of lists of time. And then I'm on YouTube. My girlfriend's like, isn't this the same thing? <laughs> you're scrolling through videos, your daily videos. It's just, it's just massive. nope, yes. And your attention span, this video's too long. Next. You're just constantly consuming one thing after the other. Yeah. Quick little sound bites, quick little video clips. Boom, boom, it's, it's entertaining your brain. Uh, like, and yeah, this is the exact, the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, and th- that's why, to me, there is a balance between just listening to listen, or actually active listening, where you're actually ingesting the information. Mm. Because I have so many people sending me so many interesting video and podcasts, but how to keep all that information is relatively hard. Because of that, because a lot of people are going to listen to a podcast while they are going to work, but maybe instead of doing, let's say they have half an hour worth of commute to do, instead of doing half an hour podcast, they should do 15 minutes of podcast and 15 minutes of just relaxing and chilling Uh, because they are already engaging their brand so much and the day hasn't started. And especially if it's something interesting, you know, if it's just a bunch of jokes and stuff like that, it's different, but if it's something interesting that even if you're into it you don't realize it but that's burning off yeah. a lot of calories a yeah. lot your brain is just consuming everything so whether you're talking about physical resources whether you're talking about mental resources spiritual are you're, you're just into it doing that thing and then you go to work and you're like wow i have to come down from that high of doing something that you know i enjoy and listening to something that i enjoy to potentially something that is not as enjoyable as that even if you love your job, it may not be as profound as a podcast on a topic that is dear to you yeah. and the differential makes it super hard on the brand because the, the bandwidth is not a fixed amount. It's, I find it's flexible. You know, if you go from sad to happy, wow, lot of bandwidth. If you go from happy to sad, wow, a lot of bandwidth, but not in the same way at all. You know, it, it, it's not equivalent to one another. That depends on your own experience. The example I, I, I give is, is that you take two people, you take someone that has never hurt in their life ever, and they break their nails, that's going to be the end of the world for them. Because they are going to suffer to the maximum of their capacity to suffer. Because that's the only suffering they've ever experienced.
1: It's relevant to them. It's yeah, it, it's their be.
0: experience. You cannot deny them their experience. Anytime you deny someone their experience, it's not good in my experience. On the spiritual side, it's really, really bad. And if you had someone that, you know, struggled through life and they break their nails, you'll be like, okay, and keep going. But that's different experience and you can't deny your experience. And a lot of people, they end up denying their experience throughout their own death, throughout everything they do, you know. And that's, I, I find that really sad.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. Because if you don't, you know, I talk about the brand bandwidth and for me, accepting your experience, you know, is part of that, it's part of nurturing that bandwidth. And yes, it's good to tell yourself, oh, it's going to work out and I'm going to be happy and I am happy. But if you're not happy, at some point you have to say, okay, I am not happy and I'm okay with the fact that I'm not happy and I'm gonna deal with it but you have to accept it you have to accept your experience. you cannot deny your experience
1: you have that's a really good point you bring up it's like I think you're like that's it. when something happens you react a certain way to it it's really important to you know scrutinize your own reactions and be like okay am I overreacting is this the appropriate amount do I need to be this upset you know, and I think, especially for me, I can speak for myself, I think it's, it's something that maybe men might do more than, than women, is that you tend to, uh, you know, talk down to yourself and tell yourself to get over it and just deal with it type of thing, right? Be a man. Be a man. Right? <laughs> Which I think is important, but at the same time, it's also, okay, I'm having this reaction, I feel like this way about it. Don't. It's not helpful just to always just brush past that portion of it right if you're having that, that reaction why are you having that reaction maybe this is a big deal to you. it's a big deal to you for a lot of reasons but this goes back to you know if we want to talk it gets into like stoicism it goes out to that like it's no you want to you don't want to completely ignore your feelings around it um but at the same time you can't you can't you can't live in, the, in those negative feelings for a really long time because they're not going to solve is that, the issue yeah. or you're going to dwell and when you dwell that's where you are going to have a problem.
0: That's when you start to spiral, and that's yeah. where... So there's a
1: balance between yeah. acknowledging, accepting, dwelling, and maybe... And moving forward, forward. forward at the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: you, you can't yeah. stop for everything that happened in life. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, I have people that come to me uh, that seek, you know, help, uh, and trying to find their being, you know, their spirituality and who they are and stuff like that. So I'm like, you already know, you're just not applying it. Like, I'm not going to teach you who you are you know that better than anyone. All I can do is give you a, a perspective on, you know, how to reflect on yourself. And if, if you're willing to do the work, then the inner you is gonna come out and give you some answers. Mm. You know, I'm not here telling you, oh, well, that's what you should do. That's not the point of, you know, what I bring to people. I am here to bring them tools so that they can use, you know, their body, their brain, their bandwidth uh, to actually figure out what it is that they want deep inside, and what they need to deal with and cope with and move forward, because uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, go to see different doctors for different things, which is very important, but they don't necessarily have the tools to do the introspection of their own being, you know. And that's that's
1: something that i think I, t- I talk about a lot and so I've, I've delved into a couple of different things recently um like in the realm of finances and like long-term goaling goals and stuff like that so i've been in the fitness industry for a long time i also work with people in massage therapy uh, so people have, have injuries or, or limitations or things they are trying to overcome um and so i've been watching this this particular gentleman on youtube who has a like a finance podcast slash youtube channel whatever and he said something the other day that I've been saying for years, but I relate it to fitness goals, uh, and almost and, and like where you want to go in life, like. because you mentioned you were talking about, you know, giving people the tools to like self-reflect and find out who they really potentially really what they really want, right? And I think when you are able to actually do that, like really try to spend some time with yourself and figure out your your quote unquote your why I'm doing air quotes yeah. but your actual why. And your why can be a lot of things, but I think it should be what you want in a life. And that can be hard to come up with. But we all know maybe it doesn't have to be every step along the way. We all know yeah. somewhere where we want to be what we want. We want to feel better. We want to get rid of this pain. We want to fix our finances. We want to get a better job. We want to finish school. We want to eventually own a home. We want to have a family. We want to accomplish this career. Go over this, this aspiration. Um, and when you figure out your why, and you really then really cement your feelings around it and why you want that thing. Um, when you, because another what that that does is it gives you a, a baseline for, and a, rem, a reminder of what you really want in life, especially if you tie emotion to it and everything your else. Your be- purpose, yeah, your purpose. You know
0: of goals and
1: that to me clears up a ton of bandwidth because now nothing, you have a path. You have a path, and nothing that anything that may not be conducive to that path it goes away. Right, not to this, to this, to the point where you're forsaking relationship. Like, yeah, the, it's, it's not binary, it's not zero no, one, no. but but it, it gives you a a, a clear motivation slash uh, thing to be moving towards, and then you know you're going to be more likely to do the little things, win the little battles that get you to where you want to go, and that clears up BAM. what That does gives you positive feedback, and just makes makes things easier. Like right? if you know why. If you know why you're not gonna, you know, eat that, that bag of cookies because you have a good reason why with your a good a good why with your, your health. If you know why you're not eating out every day, because you have a financial goal to get out of debt so you can own a home one day. If you know why you're taking care of yourself or you're doing this job to this point for this reason because you want to have a family or whatever, it becomes much easier. And it clears yeah. it, clears up space because you know where you're headed and who you are and what you want
0: some degree, and that doesn't mean you can't work with the reality and constraint of life. Exactly. You know, uh, if your goal is something specific, like I will never be able to get there because my life is X, Y, Z, and this has happened, and I can change some element, that doesn't mean you can't work towards it and have part of that to help you support you as mm-hmm. a you know as a whole as a being, uh, as a person in society, uh, because when you don't know the other few going towards it, very slim, <laughs> very slim. If you know, and even if it's not achievable in this lifetime, at least you know that, okay, I know I cannot get there because whatever reason is, you know, but what can I do that could help me either get there or something that I would enjoy on the way there? Because there was also a concept, but that I think we're gonna leave for another time. It's the difference between doing something for the goal and just enjoying the goal and being miserable while you're going there and enjoying the journey and not caring that much about the end result. That, that's to me, that's a topic in itself. That, that is a
1: topic in itself. Cause it's true. Like I, I, don't, it's some people, it goes back to what I said about
0: yeah. combat sports, right? Like you're just
1: going through the grind to get the goal versus some who really enjoy the entire process, entire yeah. journey. I think it's easier to enjoy the journey. When you really are connected to that goal, yeah, right. Because it's, it's, it's we do enough as humans, in my opinion. At least I do it. I want to be just speak broadly, but I think it's safe to say a lot. And we do this as we look forward to things and we look past the present and the moment, and we just want to yeah. get to the thing. So you know, the only you, you time. miss all. You miss everything. You miss you miss the journey, which even though you're maybe in a position, you're not the happiest. And you think when you get to this end goal you're going to be happier
0: but the goal moves on you all the time because life moves all the time and you
1: can still be happy in the process right no yeah. matter what situation it is you can find some yeah. of joy in, in the process in the, in the mayhem or the chaos or the grind or whatever it is there's all sorts of great little things yeah. there. there's no reason to put off being happy until you get to you know X, Y, Z, whatever it is.
0: So uh, obviously I'm not the only one to teach that, but being present Mm -hmm. in the moment, you know, and to live your experiences when they happen is actually super important Mm -hmm. because when it happens, that's also, you know, even the bad stuff, that's when your brain can really process it because it's focusing on that. It's putting the rest on the side and yeah, it may not be enough, you know, sometimes you lose people in your family. I did and it took me time to process it. So being there at the time you know, of the action, maybe not enough, but being there in the moment allows you to have that experience. So you're not like, oh, I'm going to deny myself that I'm, I'm not going to cry about losing someone or I'm not going to cry about losing a job or I'm not going to be happy about gaining a job because I can't afford it. You know, it, it goes in both directions, It's not about the bad stuff, it's about the good stuff. Some people don't let themselves enjoy the good stuff because, well, oh. I have this and I have that, and I'm working for this and that. So, yes, uh, I can go on the boat, but I can't really enjoy it because I have to think about work. What's the point?
1: Well, I struggled with that. I think I talked to you about this yeah. with school, right? It was like I couldn't, if I passed an exam that I was really struggling to pass or worried about failing or passed a subject or a course, um, I didn't let myself celebrate it because I had to get right back and, and I was only focusing on the next thing I had to do. And when I graduated from college, it was like, well, not going to enjoy that I'm not going to rest and enjoy this because I got to worry about doing my licensing exam pass the licensing exams well I can't now I got to focus on actually getting out there and working and getting the work. company and, yeah. getting <laughs> it out there and then. then it moves the goalpost keeps moving keeps yeah moving like I need to go I Need this amount of money I need to get this many things going to accomplish this and now i got to you know get that down payment for whatever it is I need that
0: many dogs yeah I that
1: <laughs> many dogs I need 50 50 dogs in a, in a dog farm it, it becomes this thing where you got to stop and just kind of enjoy every little thing yeah. and the process along the way right yeah but again, I think that really harkens back to the, the benefit of um,
0: being present and having the bandwidth to process it and I think that's helped by having
1: really I don't think a lot it sounds funny but I don't think a lot of people really sit and think what with themselves what they want what they want to do yeah right? but I think and it's hard to do that in this day and age because we have so many things pulling us in a million different directions right I, I used to criticize the average person. I don't know how people don't think really deeply about these things and try to figure it out because they can't, a lot of them people can't. They have too many things. They got a relationship, a job, a mortgage, kids, Facebook going all Facebook. the time. Facebook. Something happens. They just don't. They want to. So when the time comes, they're exhausted. They just want to sit in front of the TV and and or go do something. Yeah. You know, that's not as not as emotionally or intellectually. Um, dampening
0: yeah so there is something i want to clear because i'm pretty sure i understand you but i want Mm -hmm. to make sure when you speak about thinking it's not just about the head it's about mindful thinking yes yes being present you know in the moment in your body in your heart in your soul in your head it's the compounded you you know it's every aspect because a lot of people would say oh i'm thinking about me all the time and what i want all the time Mm -hmm. yeah but that's just the head yeah. You know, if you're just in your head, you're not getting the answer. The, your head is great for many things, you know, when you have to do math, when you have to figure problems, you know, how is my accounting working, you know, where are my keys, a lot of good stuff come from the head. But when it comes to the internal work, the head is a tiny piece uh, of the processor. You know, the your heart will give you and your body will give you a lot of insight. you know if you're cringing at a thought, well, you know, that's a sign that maybe that's not something positive you're doing. And that's a whole other conversation, right? Yeah. That That
1: bridging of like, you know, understanding those different aspects, right? The brain, the mind, the body, yep. those different the different connections, and you know, what they can be. Because I'm, I'm a very much, it's funny, I'm very much a rational thinker, a rational like um, productive thinker trying to, you know, do everything in that type of way look at problems in that way. But you're, I'm also the opposite of that. Yeah. And and I was
0: going to say mm-hmm. you're very rational, but you're also self aware of yeah. your body of what I'm going to call your mind, not just your brain, but your mind and your spirit, your soul, your heart. So you're very rational, but you encompass everything when you make a decision. Yes. You know, Absolutely. so that, that's where I think the difference is, is that you, you've done work throughout your life, you know, to know yourself, to understand yourself, to have mechanism, to cope, to, to let your brain process things, to be able to go through intense moments in your life and come out and be like, okay, now I need to rest, but I'm okay. Uh, not everybody has that. Some people are still just, just brain and the body doesn't matter. And the heart doesn't matter. And, uh, Whatever we want to call the spirituality of your soul doesn't matter. You know, it's oh, I'm here for a purpose. No, I'm I'm here to my nine to five, and the soul there is to it, and and I'm gonna get this, this, and that, and that makes sense. In my you do more than just think about it. That's that's the point I want. Yeah, sure and that's, that's
1: what I was going to reiterate, too, is that I, I do that, but I'm also, like you just said, yeah, right. I, have a,
0: I, have this in, I have this... It's not two things, it's no, one thing. it's
1: one thing. And I like the way of talking about it in two things, but it really yeah, is one thing, but being awa- kind of aware of that.
0: Here, right? in this discussion, it's one thing, because what we're talking about is being whole at the end of the day. You and know? I think
1: that, like you mentioned earlier, when you, said, when, you, when you said spirituality, you were really quick to jump in and kind of, like... Um, Add on to that, saying, "Well, I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about that." Because spirituality is, can be—I think you could give it an actual, concrete definition. But also, it's more subjective. Right? Yeah, not necessarily talking about religion. Like for me, spirituality is more just like um, meditation. It's—it's it's, yeah, it's—it's it's meditation. Self-awareness. It's, self-awareness. It's, it's an understanding of a of a of a of myself and as a it's as a grander grander connectedness to things. Yes, right. That's how I would kind of kind of look at it from yeah. me personally for some people it might be something else but what you know could be something you call god consciousness something right but Source, different things to different light, yeah you know could be different things to different people so it's not one of those i don't i think we're going in the realm of one of those things where it could mean anything so it means nothing i think that this something
0: well it goes back to you cannot deny your experience yeah. spirituality is an experience and it's different for most people you may have group that share you know similar let's say core belief about it, but I'm not a big fan of belief necessarily, uh, but it's an experience and a lot of people deny their e- again, deny their experience. So they put that on the back burner of their mind and that takes some bandwidth of the brain, being like, okay, can we process that at some point? Yes. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it here. I'm not, I'm not, not going to trash it, you know, keep, keep dealing with the rest of your life. I'll keep it there. And I'll add to it as you don't process it <laughs> as simple as that. Yeah. I know some people and people say, oh, they, they don't have that need because they're always happy and they're, and they're carefree. And I look at them and I'm like, yes, they are. But what you don't realize is that they've already done the work in a sense. The, you don't think of them as highly spiritual or highly seized because they don't necessarily believe in this or that, but they have a methodology that works for them that they apply actively to actually be able to process the world and cope with it and move forward and that's how they're able to deal with the bad and be happy in the good. You know. And when you ask them what does spiritually mean for you, they're like, nothing. And that's still their experience. Yep. For them the world means nothing, but they're still doing their inner work. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. You're just so not as a
1: word, maybe a word or yeah. how we call, call
0: we? it what No, but call it what you want. We just like that word.
1: Just like yeah, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, like, that word and we're using it. And that's how yeah. we're.